Hello and welcome to this episode of Fintech Focus TV, brought to you by Harrington Star, global leaders in financial technology recruitment. Head over to the Harrington Star website today, where you'll be able to download our brand new documentary, The Era of Convergence, which charts the merger of traditional and decentralized finance. You'll also be able to see our new magazine, The Financial Technologists, with the top 1% Workplace Awards. Enjoy the show, and we'll see you soon. Welcome to our episode of Fintech Focus TV with me, Toby Blab. We are here at Old Billingsgate for the FIX Trading Conference 2023, and I'm delighted to bring a very good friend of the show, Matthew Chung from iPushPool, back onto screen. How are you? Yeah, very well. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, Toby. Well, I think you're, you're probably one of our, our most our most filmed guests of all time, <laughs> uh, and, you, and every time we do it, I always have great fun with it. Uh, and every time we do it, something else is happening with the business and you're going on to bigger, brighter and greater things in, in many of your, your guises and businesses you get involved in. But yeah. uh, I wish Paul's a fascinating company. You've gone through on an amazing journey and we're going to dig into all of that and find out what's happening in 23 for you and everything in between. So but before we get into the meat of it all, Matthew, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell, you, tell us about I push Paul. Yeah, sure. So... Um I'm CEO and I'm co-founder of iPushPool, so we're a real-time data sharing and workflow automation platform. So we help provide our services to people across the financial markets. So it's anything from venues and exchanges, brokers, buy side, sell side, anyone who wants to be able to use us to get their data and distribute that out or kind of increase the accessibility of that data out to lots of lots of clients who are living in lots of different types of applications and it's not kind of one-way distribution it's two-way as well so then we can build workflows where if I'm setting out a price to my client my client might want to do something with that and that kind of ping-pong balance and forwards we can digitize we can streamline all of that um, so we've been going for about eight years now um, and we've got a very exciting 2023 ahead of us we've got a number of interesting projects and partners and we'll be looking to start kind of aggressively hiring from kind of mid middle of the year and onwards yeah so it's an exciting time at the moment for five people sounds it and i know that you guys yeah as i said every time we speak to you guys there's something cool going on uh, and the business has been you know it's, it's not your first rodeo of the whole founding team is it you guys have had some success in the past yeah uh, and it's been on that sort of um i think responsible growth pattern over yeah. the last over the last eight years and it's kept a very good uh, start you're in a space which I think is one of the really interesting areas of the marketplace it's need needs innovation and evolution in it uh, and it seems to be right at the right sort of time for that sort of thing to be happening at the moment you mentioned in the highlights of it there about growth and uh, and building the team up and going through all of those sort of things and 2023 being a big year I think every time that the, you know we've, we've been over you know, since we've been speaking over the last few years there's been a, there's been a number of hurdles to jump over yeah and every time there's, there's sort of more economic pressure that happens on any part of the of the world that seems to be when you get a bit between the teeth and start to grow the grow the, grow the business tell us about what's uh yeah, with a backdrop that can be quite oppressive in in 2023 tell us how you guys are bucking the trend and what it's all about i suppose there's probably two parts to that one one as a company in terms of over the last 
20 years, 10 years, you know, obviously there's been a lot of money going into fintechs and startups and so on because of interest rates are so low. As the interest rates have gone up, the perspective on how investors look at companies has changed. Yeah. So uh, investors are now looking for companies that are profitable, that are responsible, you know, that have governance. And that's something actually we did from day one. And yeah, yeah. we our, our growth has been has been steady, and but it's been fairly organic because yeah. we, we haven't taken any funding for yeah, quite yeah. a long time. Which is, which is quite extraordinary for, for uh, over that sort of period in that sort of space. Yeah. And, really and, and it's kind of gone full circle now where actually uh, investors are looking for companies and are looking yeah, yeah. to kind of work with companies like ourselves, which is, which is great. The other part of that is in terms of the climate that's kind of out there and the different things that have happened. So one of the things that we've been working with for a long time, so we're about data and making data easy to share. We invested a lot as a company into working with chat platforms and chatbots. And actually now you see like ChatGPT has actually put the spotlight on on chat and chat as an interface. So we've been doing this for a number of years now. Out of the game again. Yeah, and, and we've 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 got some very cutting edge technology to allow you to to interact with data or counterparts, whatever it might be, through chatbots that could sit in Microsoft Teams or Slack or Symphony or integrated with Bloomberg later this year as well. And then you can take those chat messages, map and transform them into a, a fixed message or at the fixed conference. So we can do things where you're mapping fixed to chat. So a human can just be typing into the chat. We can map and transform that into a fixed message. And then there's already a technology stack that's dealing with fixed you know, kind of workflows. And we can just kind of plug straight into that. So we've been doing that for like a sort of number of years. But what's really helped recently, well, not recently, a couple of years ago, obviously, we had COVID. Everyone's working from home. Everyone starts using Zoom and Microsoft Teams and all these things. And what we're finding now is people who have been using chat for a long time are starting to use it for more than just video calls or chat. They're like, oh, how can I use this to automate um, you know, workflow? How can I use this to connect to my data? So we get a lot of, a lot of clients and interest around, around that as a factor. But I mean, I just mentioned like ChatGPT. That, again, is a, is a good example of where chat can get to. Yeah, yeah. So, we're, we're starting to work with technologies like that already where we can provide a different interface yeah. onto what's already there with this kind of chat offering that we have and the data connectivity as well. But I think it's, it's always about timing when you're, when you're doing anything, right? When you're running your company or my company or, or anything at all, it's about being at the right time at the right place. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of get those, those tailwinds to really, you know, to really take you through. And and I and I think you know 2023 has probably got various things kind of aligned to help us on that on that journey at scale. A, you're, you're right in terms of uptake of that sort of thing and chat coming through. And I, and I wonder actually about as you were talking through that, the thing in my head was just how long it's taken to, for the financial services industry to adopt cloud. Yes. Let alone something as yeah. you know, as, yeah. as revolutionary or, or as as it can do with with uh, with chat and such like. So you look at disruptive technology and you see other industries absolutely embrace it and run with it really quickly and you see the financial industry who've got so so much to gain through technological innovation it sometimes needs a massive shove to get to that sort of phase how are you managing to to convince people and I imagine it probably does need a a little bit of convincing despite the fact that there's from everything I've ever seen in your business it becomes a bit of a no-brainer in the industry to, to be dealing with it 
But what sort of objections are you coming in? How do you how do you get over those objections to to, uh, to say this is where the future is for you and how we can help get to that? Well, I think similarly, probably seven years ago when we, or eight years ago when we started the business, we were out convincing and educating people about the cloud. Yeah, yeah. But that never comes up anymore. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't even <laughs> yeah. come up. Whereas now you get to something like chat. But again, I think you've had um, something to give something some momentum, like COVID was one thing, you know, with digitization, digital yeah. transformation. Yeah, yeah. But then I think now, again, with people now looking at, okay, what's AI and tools like that going to do in this industry? Again, it's another reason for them to to invest and, and look at things properly. If you take like you know, crypto and blockchain, that's had quite a few false starts. Yeah. And if you take AI, AI's been around since well, you know, just after World War Two. Yeah. You know, it's not suddenly come out of nowhere. It's been yeah. around for a really long time. Absolutely. But you all of these all of these technologies, they're all exponential technologies. So it take it doubles every time. And when, when something's exponential, when it starts, you, know, you, you, won't, you don't notice a doubling between one and two and two and four and four and eight. When you get to a million and two million and five million, 10 million and you know, 100 billion, then you start to see this kind of exponential curve of growth. And you, you've, you've seen that already with cloud. Yeah. Um, it's slowing down a little bit now because people realize it's expensive. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. AWS and Azure are making lots of money out of yeah, it. Yeah. But on AI, that's kind of that tipping point. You know, the tipping point is right now when we're going to go like that. It's but an inflection point. The convergence, like, like, like you said, <laughs> yeah, right? We've been, we've, yeah. we've been there on that, Jan. Yeah. And I think that, that, sort, of, that sort of piece about the tip, because, you know, as with various hype circles of crypto, you know, coming back to convergence, you've seen. You've seen full storms and full starts with it all, and I think, yeah, it's, I think we're probably all in the situation and the mindset where you think it's inevitable that the, yeah. the chat AI is the future of, of technology, particularly in the financial services space. But do you think there'll be full storms? Do you think there'll be platforms on that on, on that sort of growth, or do you generally think it'll be exponential once uh, once people are there with it? I, I think it will be. I think that, like you say financial sector is always going to be slightly behind because yeah. you're hamstrung because of regulation yeah. and. Uh, personally you know identifiable information and things like that yeah, so there's various things that need to be done in a very enterprise kind of way yeah. but then if you take someone like Microsoft who's embraced AI and what 10 billion dollars into open yeah, AI yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're going to be a bit of a launch pad for, for big enterprises to get into it but going back to your questions about kind of banks and financial sector can be a bit slow you know us as a company we focus very much on selling into um, other fintechs, data vendors, exchanges, venues, companies that are a bit more technology focused. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. banks are technology focused, but they're so big and slow, yeah. it takes a very long time to get stuff done. The procurement, there's always yeah, a problem. There's procurement, there's onboarding. I mean, there was a stream this morning talking about onboarding and how to get faster. You know, but when we're selling into another kind of tech focused company and you're selling into like a, a product manager or a business manager who's got a, you've got a techie mindset, you know, that type of sales, but uh, that type of persona who we're selling to, things can move very, very quickly because you've got the right person, they've got the right job role, they've got the right remit, and the company they work for is not going to be bogged down in lots of red tape. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've, we've signed some things up as quick as like a month in big financial um, um, services companies, but they've got that persona and mindset. Whereas in banks, it's very difficult because no one person has enough decision-making power to, yeah. you know, to, to, to do that and make it that There's quick. multiple sponsors, they always say. Exactly. It? So yeah. if you've got multiple sponsors and the right sort of product and, and you make it as easy as possible for people to buy from you, that's always been the case. Yeah. I think people always try and sit there and blame the, uh, you know, blame the institution as opposed to saying, right, we know what we're dealing with. Actually, I think there's some interesting companies there who are helping with that process right now. 
But I think the companies that do that do do that the best are the ones who recognise the issue, recognise the problem, and then provide something that's compelling enough to have multiple sponsors in there that say, this is a no-brainer, this is how we need to get this forced out. And the more you've got with that, the more chance you've got of getting it across. One of the things I've always loved about talking about to you is you're uh, pontificating about you know, the world that we live in and where, and where we're at and some of the priorities. So we're in a, um, a volatile world at the, be- at the best at the moment. We've got this sort of juxtaposition where a large swathes of the economy, despite all of that, are, are overperforming, overextending. I was talking to someone yesterday about their view in, in that the UK is, is actually pretty well situated to, you know, to thrive at the moment in terms of where the market is and all that sort of thing. I always like talking to you about your view of it all. You're, you're very worldly whenever, whenever we chat. Give us a lowdown of where you think, where you think the, uh, the economy is going in, in 23 and, and where, what opportunities that creates for everyone in this space. It's a big question. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I sprang it on you as well, no prep. <laughs> um, I think for the first time in a very long time, monetary policy and interest rates is a thing. Yeah. For a long time, you had free money where interest rates were you know, next to zero, which has allowed this proliferation of investment, startups, and people to try big, bold ideas because money's cheap. Yeah. So that's one factor that's going to change people's um, appetite. appetite for yeah, risk, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But that's not going to stop all the entrepreneurs who still want to do all this cool yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really important that and, yeah, you've got a conservative government, which is a bit wobbly at the moment. It's definitely 50-50 if they're going to be sticking around or not. Yeah, well, yeah. But none, nonetheless, we, we, they need to be able to, to um, make the best of UK entrepreneurship yeah. technology and the city yeah, yeah. because they're the things that we do really really well globally yeah. and our banking system is second to none yeah. you know, it's, you know, when you go to America you know, you're still like using checks and you, know, you write yeah. you do your signature right I mean that's crazy yeah, yeah. and then you go to China and you just scan your face and yeah. it's, you can really kind of see, see the difference whereas I think the, the UK is it's probably somewhere in the middle it's yeah. kind of there's areas where it's super advanced and as long as the government can help keep that, um, that kind of melting pot of ideas and money and people there. Yeah, even the immigration kind of policy is beginning to change a little bit. Yeah. Where where they I think people appreciate now yeah. that we need more kind of workers coming in. Yeah. So there's the, I think there's a few different things where this country can still do really well. And fintech is is, is one of them globally and financial services is the other. So so I, I would think for 2023 and beyond, as long as the government can can see that and they, they say all the right things, and they seem to be doing the right things as well, then I think we're, we're kind of set. The, the other bit that I'll just add is on education, yeah. because, I Which mean... This is a big passion of yours as well. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so I run a mentor project called Work in FinTech, like you know, and that is very much about educating young people about FinTech and financial education and how to get into the city and, and providing opportunities for people from diverse backgrounds, not just kind of white males that there's a lot of around here, yeah, yeah. is actually having people from different genders, races, classes, you know, kind of ev- every which way, yeah. they're expanding that out. But then that's, that's, that's necessary to have that breadth of open-mindedness and thought and so on. But it's all about education. Yeah, yeah. So I think the, the, the key thing that companies... That's a long-term investment. Right? That's a long-term investment yeah. the government really doesn't make. Yeah. And it's down to people and companies yeah. and pers- people personally to be passionate yeah. about it. Yeah. And if anyone you know, listening to this is passionate about you know, helping young people, then give me a shout. You do some amazing work in that sort of stuff. I think you know, what, you're, what you're doing and how you're creating that, that, yeah, that future. 
is 100% what we need to do because we can moan and, uh, all, all we like about the lack of accessibility and the lack of talent. Yeah. But you can't change it by just bringing people in who've never done the job. It's about investing in, in the future. And I think the government has been really lax on that, even down to just pure academic um, you know, timetables that they put people on and where they're, where they're positioning people. But it's interesting you know, about everything you say there, because uh, I don't know if you're there for the opening keynote this morning, Andrew Griffiths, the MP yeah. of the city, city Minister. And again, you said it, it says all the things you want to hear for people who are in this space. And if that can be backed up, I'm, I'm so optimistic about the future of this industry and this city. Uh, for where we can go and what we can do and, and I'm really encouraged and enthused about the way the year started uh, against the trend I think it's fair to say as well so long may it continue well, it. Just, just, just one thing to add I mean I was talking about kind of government and monetary policy and things like that on a broader sense I'm very very optimistic about everything yeah. right there's a real abundant future that's ahead of us with the likes of like seeing how technology like everyone's played around with chat GPT it's brilliant right everyone should embrace that and everyone should be using these technologies to make yourself more productive to cover and do more things yeah. and, and the things that you do you focus more on this higher value yeah. it's just these technologies are there it's going to help everyone in this sector and in any part of the world yeah. to do things better and quicker and faster and that's the whole point of it right yeah. it's not about disintermediating anyone no. it's not you know, machines over people no it's how man and machine can work together to create you know to create much better uh, things for, you know, futures from it yeah Matthew, I can speak for hours about all of this, as always, with, with us. And we're doing a bite-sized one today as opposed to the, the full classic. We'll, we'll, we'll chat against it, about it again in the future. But uh, let's, let's finish on Ipush Paul. It's an exciting year over the course of it. You'll be growing through the back end of the year. Who should be reaching out to you? Who should be talking to you? And what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, sure. You can reach out to me. It's Matthew Chung at Ipush Paul. Contact me on LinkedIn or you can email me or get in touch with Toby. Um, this year, like we said, is going to be a year for growth. We're looking for front-end developers, back-end developers, um, technical salespeople, and a whole host of other kind of roles we're looking to fill. So, yeah, do get in touch. I can vouch for the fact it's an absolutely brilliant company doing some amazing things. I'm really excited about what you're going to do with it. So, Matthew, thank you. Lovely having you on again. And uh, I hope you've all enjoyed it as much as I have. We will see you soon on our episode of Finset Focus TV. Thanks a lot.